Barbercage Success, brought to you by Craig of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia, and Proficient Nail Academy, downtown Johnson City. Spreading love is the Crown Cuts way at all times. And there we go. Boom. We back at it. Took some time off. We got my co-host in, in the saddle. My other co-host, he's coming. He's taking some time off. But hey, we coming at you live and direct. We got a special episode for you today. Come out this Friday. It's going to be hot. It's going to be banging. It's going to be making you think about your career, what you want to do, what it's all about. Bar College Success. Introduce yourself, my guy. Jordan Barr, Dave Baba, Studio 423, representing Bristol, Tennessee. Hope y'all doing good today. It's been, what, two weeks, three weeks? A couple weeks. I'm glad, I'm glad to be back. I miss you, Craig, for the past three weeks. I was like, we doing it today? He said, yeah, we're going to take it next week. Miss you, know, you too, like, man. Happy holidays. <laughs> we, we, we got a special guest. Again, just shout out to um our, spon our sponsor, Feed Spot, for, for ranking us top 25 podcasts in the whole entire world. Top 25 podcasts in the United States. You pull up the top barber podcast, we up there either one, two, or three. And that's major work we're doing for our fans, for our loyal listeners. We're going to bring some heat to you. We're going to keep bringing the heat. We're not going to stop. Just come introduce yourself, my guest. Hey, y'all. So my name is Elijah Rogers, uh, all the way from Pikeville, Kentucky, which is is basically if you're looking on a map, it's as far east Kentucky as you can go, kind of kind of in the backwoods, but in yet in a thriving, growing city here in Pikeville, Kentucky. Uh, so, yeah, good to good to be here. Uh, I feel like it's an honor and a privilege to even be asked. So I'm I'm very grateful to just even be on here today. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's gonna be a really good show. It's gonna be a really good show. We're gonna come with some heat. Um, one of the unique things about why I want to do this this podcast is because. Um, Elijah has a unique story and I want barber students around the country, around the world to hear his story, because I think a lot of times we sit back and want to try something, want to do something, but our hearts is in it, but our, sometimes our head is telling us don't because we have all these outside sources trying to hold us back from doing what we really want to do to make us happy. You know, you know that type of way, Jordan? Yeah, this like, so Say that one more time. My bad. But I zoned out, bro. What you thinking about over there? You I don't know. know. I'm over here thinking about because uh I I made a video earlier and I was like, I don't know what I was thinking about. I'm just talking about careers. You know, sometimes your heart is telling you to do something, and sometimes people get in your head and tell you don't do it. But you know your heart is telling you this is what's gonna make you happy. And Elijah has a unique story, so this is what we're gonna talk about there on the podcast. Um, come from all the way from Pikeville, Kentucky, which is a beautiful area, beautiful drive. We're going to talk about that part later. But you know that type of way when, when you was trying to get into the career and, and people were trying to hold you back, to, this is not what you want to do, pushing you towards something that you, like, well, I know that when I was first, when I when I was in school, my dad really used to talk me up about being a lawyer or a doctor. Or, uh, I really didn't, I was just thinking like, I was like, yeah, I want to do whatever my dad thinks is best. But honestly, sometimes that's not always the best thing. Um you obviously want to do what your what your heart, what you think is what you're supposed to be doing. What's I mean, you probably won't even know really what you what you want to do until you just do it. Most of the time, you you just got to figure it out. You got to find it. Um, I took that risk of uh, going to barber school, and I fell in love with it. I just knew I liked art, and I wanted to be creative. But I didn't know that barbering was going to be that pathway for me to actually enjoy what I like doing as a, as a career. I won't even say it's a job, it's a career. Um, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I, it's definitely the most beneficial and it's just, it's just amazing, man. I mean, I you gotta it. love what you do. When you yeah. love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And that's what it boils down to. Because sometimes we don't things that we're just stressed out about, but imagine just being able to work up every day and put your feet on the ground, both feet and just be happy to go do what you want to do. And that's what a lot of people out in this country, in this world, don't do. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's like, I don't know, I feel, I feel like a lot of people settle too much for, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I guess there's predicaments where you can't really, I guess, go out and try to find something that you really want to do or do something that you want to do because you're in a predicament. It's kind of hard to. But I feel like, I think it's worth it to try, at least try. Because, I, I mean, at the end of the day, when you know after years and years go by you're like dang i wish i would have tried to do this or i wish we would try to do that like 
instead of just wishing, just do it and figure out. And if you, if you don't work out, then it is what it is. I know this, um, this guy, his name is Jimmy Cliff. He has a song that said, you can get it if you really want. You got to try, try and try, try and try. You succeed at last. And that's that, that <laughs> just kind of was ringing in my head as you were saying, just try, try. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy Cliff. Um, but Elijah, talk about yourself. Tell your story. How talk about before barbering. Tell us what you did before right. barbering, and then we'll talk about getting into barbering. So what I wanted to start out with was you just said it not even 45 seconds ago. You you took my opening <laughs> opening line, Greg. And this is what I wanted to say. So my dad would tell me growing up. He would always say, and my dad was a coal miner, because that's in this population, in this area, uh, people usually are one of two things. They are either a coal miner or they're a, a doctor or a lawyer. Uh, we have a huge medical center here, which is, I'm not going to get sidetracked, but anyway, we have a huge medical center here, and that's what's making this population in this area grow so much is the medical center. But you're one of two things. You're a coal miner, and coal mines is fading out, or you're in the medical field. Uh, and my dad would always look at me and this was going to be my opening line. I was going to say, my dad would always say, if you find a job you love, you never have to work a day in your life. And that's what he would always tell me growing up. So, you know, yeah, my dad was a coal miner, but at the same time, my dad would go on the courthouse steps three times a week on the, in the mornings, early in the mornings, cause he would work late in the evenings. You know, he, he would go to the courthouse steps early in the mornings and he would go and trade and sell knives, like old pocket knives, like old German bokers, old case knives. That uh, was his love. He, yeah. And he would go and trade Rolex watches and trade Seiko watches and, and uh, Boulevard, uh, Boulevard watchers and things like that. And that's what he would love to do. And wow. he would look at me and he would say, Son, if I could do this every day of my life, then I'd be happy. Uh, and it got to the point to where my dad was doing so well at doing that, just trading and selling knives and watches and uh, and stuff that that was his full time gig. And and he done very well at that. So all growing up, my dad would, if I had to miss school one day and mom was working, she would take me to dad on and on the courthouse steps, and I would sit there and I would watch him. Uh, trade and sell with the uh, knives and watches and stuff with these these <laughs> these people. It was so so funny to look back on. Uh, so that's what he would tell me. And talking about myself, uh, so I kind of took the safe route. Um, I I got into the medical field and I started out. Here's here's how here's how I'm not going to say at the bottom because every single job is important. Mm -hmm. But I started out in housekeeping in surgery. So I would clean the OR rooms and I would do that. Then I got to know the OR manager. And the OR manager in surgery said, uh, you you should, you know, go back to school. You should do this and that. Uh, and so I looked at him and I said, I want to be a surgical tech in there. I, I think I'd be, that'd be fun, you know. Uh, so then I got into surgical tech. Uh, and then from then on, I got into uh, assisting in open heart surgery. Ooh. And from from that point in open heart surgery, I uh, became very, very close with multiple surgeons at Pikeville Medical Center. Uh, and, you know, I would have surgeons request, you know, that I would be in their room. So I furthered that into basically assisting, you know, a lot uh, in, in almost every case. You know, I'd be up there during the entire cannulation process, putting cannulas into the heart to go into open heart bypass. Wow. Um, and major, I would be, major. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about uh, someone's life truly in your hands as well, because the surgeon can't just do the surgery by himself. People think of a... Uh, of of surgery as well the surgeons doing it and nothing else nobody else nothing uh but that's not the case at all uh, a surgeon cannot especially as big a case as open heart you can't do that by yourself there's not enough you don't have enough hands um so basically as an assist you are the second pair of hands uh for the surgeon truly getting to operate on people mm -hmm. and that was my life that was my career for uh eight nine years uh, I went on to traveling as a surgical uh, in, in in surgical services, 
I would go and travel to uh, different areas throughout Eastern Kentucky, go in different hospitals. And my last assignment was at the largest institution you can imagine uh, doing groundbreaking surgeries at University of Louisville Jewish Hospital, hmm. where I was even able to be on the second ever performed in Kentucky heart and liver transplant combo. Uh, oh. We're talking about a 20, 26 hour surgery. Major. Oh. Um, that is major. I mean, we do surgery. Yeah. On, we do surgical surgery on heads, line up, the <laughs> use our shares, right. yeah. but not That's to right. that extent. So, yeah. did you have to so, go to school? Did you have to go to school for this? And how long was the school process? So, uh, OR Tech is two years, and then you have to go and do like one year of clinical based um, services to become an assist. So. Uh, but the thing is, though, is during that time, you know, you can still be working and things like that as well. Uh, you can still be working in the OR. You log your cases to to meet certain performances and you log so many cases and all that. Um, but I, like I said, I, I always took the safe route. I always wanted, you know, to uh, I thought, you know, well, this is this is going to be steady income. And see, I had always had it in the back of my mind uh, that I, that I've always wanted to barber. Uh, <laughs> and I'd always wanted to do that. It was just enjoyable to me. Like I did, just felt, did, I just you felt tell, at peace. Did you tell anybody that, that you wanted to be a barber while you're in the medical field? Yeah, I did. I told a doctor, I, I saw, told a surgeon, a friend of mine, uh, I told, I told him that and he said, well, you know, Hey, I wanted to be a priest, but that didn't work out either. <laughs> he, threw, he threw a curveball at you. He just wanted to, he, he did. to try and dismiss you for say like shoe fly. Don't bother me. Yeah. 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 That's what he said. He said, well, you know, I wanted to be a priest, uh, but that didn't work out either. So what, what so, was your official title when you was in? Official title was surgical assist in open heart surgical services, or mm. you can also, there's two different titles. It depends on what you're doing at the time. You can be an uh, ORT, which is an operating technician, or you can be a surgical assist and you're assisting on the cases. And to be honest with you, most of the time you're almost doing the same thing. And if a surgeon, if you're going in there as an ORT, and a surgeon feels comfortable with you and they feel like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. You can kind of give them their your background and you know within a couple of hours with working someone, hey, this guy can operate or hey, this guy, you know. Just, just like so a haircut. You could just like a haircut. You can tell right. somebody can cut hair, somebody can't. When you sit that's in that chair, right. if they yeah. sit behind you all nervous and their confidence, uh, their confidence back and forth, they swear and they're like, and you ask them for a cut and they like yeah. playing with their thumbs, thinking about what to do. Right. This is what this is what I'll give you an example. You know, you can be in the room for two hours and and if you're if you're standing there holding your hands to your side, just watching things being done or you can be in there uh, doing things, um, helping retract the bowel back. And this is getting into open belly cases, because when mm -hmm. you do, when you're in that field, you don't just do hearts, you do whatever. So right. if you're in a trauma case, you're you're holding bowel back. Uh, you're pressing lap pads against bleeding areas. You're you're um, trying to help control bleeding. Whatever that's some, the problem is, serious it, stuff. That's some yeah, serious technical stuff. you can, you can either stuff. be a watcher. You can be a watcher or a doer. Um, right. And so, yeah, that's that was my route in surgery. And here's let me let me give you this. So I was working in Louisville. I was uh, I had just got done performing that 26 hour surgery. 26 and, hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got like, done performing that surgery. I, I, I got to take a nap. I got yeah, right? to sleep after, after 10. <laughs> yeah. So got done doing that. And I pull in with my camper. I had a camper where I was doing the travel gig and making great money doing that. I really was. I pull in with my camper and uh, my son meets me outside. And he says, Dad, what are you doing home? You, you just left uh, a day or so ago. And he goes, and I, I look at him, I say, well, son, I've quit my job. And this is my 13 year old son. He, he goes, you quit your job. Do you, do you have another job? And I said, well, not right now. And he said, well, do you have a plan? And I said, I'm kind of working on that. And he said, dad, you didn't think that through. It's like Christmas coming up. What you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, dad, you didn't think that through. 
So I come in the door and I look over at my wife and I say, I'm going to go and be a barber. Mm. And you can imagine what her mind, you know, was like, oh, wow, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> this is new. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, so my wife was, you know, she was a little worried at the moment, too. Uh, but at the same time, she puts she puts faith in me also. And she knows that that uh, I would never, you know, make a, a decision without having some some kind of plan going on, too. So, so uh, Jordan, listen to this. What goes through your mind? I'm thinking this, this is dude, after this nine, dude, it's like almost eight and a half, nine years. This dude is a real a real life old school barber. He's a surgeon and a barber now. Like you got to think this man could do he could do a surgery and he could do it like best of both worlds literally like that's the that's dope though that's the that's so dope. Of bloodletting yeah but that, but the important thing about that too right it's interesting because one thing barbers <laughs> lack sometimes is having something to talk about a conversation and you hear barbers in school all the time talk about um, it's difficult to start a conversation I don't know what to say. But you have nine years of experience. You can just talk about different types of surgeries, different types of things you've done from your first day mm. to your last day. Yeah. What made you get out of it, and what made you jump into barbering? So, so it's a unique. Did you get any more? You told your, you told your son, you told your wife. Did you tell any more of your family members, other people in the community? No. Um, no. Why, and, why and was that? Uh, I think I was afraid. Uh, you know, of people. People thinking, oh man, this guy's going through a midlife crisis. Or this guy's lost <laughs> his mind. Man. What's what's wrong with this Try guy? Get, get, uh, get you a, a convertible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh oh. But oh, okay, some, there it goes. But I, but sometimes, a lot of times, that happens. You have something in your mind, things that you're thinking about, things that you want to do, where your heart is leading you, and you're afraid to express that because you don't want mm -hmm. the, the the feedback the negative feedback per se, or sometimes positive feedback, you might take it the wrong way because your mind is telling you, this is what's going to make my heart happy. This mm -hmm. is what's going to make my heart happy. I want this job that's going to be fulfilling. I want this job to, what I'll be. And then you like, people be like, you know what? You got to think about this. How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to do this? You're going to be losing money, but you still got to do things that makes you happy. Like your dad. He went to, he was a coal miner. Coal miners make, they make bread. They make good, good money. Mm -hmm. He's like, he trusted himself that going on the courthouse steps and trading watches, pocket knives, eventually he, he's going to be the best at that because that's a trade that I've never heard nobody doing, but that's, there's an avenue for that. Mm -hmm. There's an avenue, yeah. there's a lane for that. You know, he created that lane. And a lot of times you create your lane it might not pop off initially, but eventually with persistence, with consistency, you will get what you need. And my dad, when he was young, he would even go to the courthouse steps. And I'm talking about really young. And I was just telling my son this yesterday. He would go to the courthouse steps when he was young. And instead of trading pocket pocket knives and watches and selling them, he would be shining. And I'm, I know this, this sounds crazy, but he really would. He would go and shine shoes. He was the shoe shine boy. He would go to the courthouse steps and he would shine shoes. So I guess, and you, you say, well, what does that have to do with barbering? A lot. It, it, to me, it boils down to having the willingness and the drive to you? want to, to the want to, to better yourself, the want to, to get into a trade, the want to, to stand out, to be, to, to be something different. And that's, that's kind of what I want. You know, I, I don't want, and I, and I know that, you know, I'm sure Jordan feels the same way. Uh, I don't want to just, and, and most of the barbers that get into this field, they don't want to, you know, be just the run of the mill barber, or maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. You know, maybe people have it in their mind uh, of, of, you know, I'm just going to be a barber and get through this and just go cut hair. I don't want to just cut hair. I want this to be an experience for people to eventually come into my barber shop one day and enjoy being there not just come in and get get a haircut yeah there is going to be those people that want to come in and get that 15 minute cut or right. 20 minute cut but i experience. also want to be able to provide right i want to be able to provide an experience for someone uh I mean, just go ahead barbering is trendy right now and there are a lot of people coming into this industry yeah. so it's important that you come into the industry the right way come to the industry and want to be a servant to the community come into the industry and want to be a servant to your client 
Because a lot of times people come to the industry, they, they hear about this, that, and then blah, 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 this and that. And they're like, man, it looks fun. Even when I speak to kids in high school, middle school, I tell them, hey, the first thing you have to think about now is your community. Um, you, you're looking at the local barber at the barbershop, you see him dressing nice. He might have a flashy car, doing some things. But it took some time to get to that. And if you don't have no patience, you might burn yourself out. You might get out of the industry faster than you got in. Yeah, because there's a lot of kids that I cut. They're like, man, I think about becoming a barber. And I'm just like, I'm like, that's cool. But, I mean, it's a lot. I wouldn't, it's a lot harder than what people think it is because it's a work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on Instagram and stuff, everybody makes it seem like it's easy. But the, like through those years, like it might have took them 10, 11, maybe, you know, a little bit, maybe five, four or five years just to get to where they were at. It takes a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of love, a lot of, uh, passion. Passion. Like it just, yeah, it that, don't just happen like that. You that, that burning desire inside of you to say, you know, this is what I want. And that's what's going to sep you, separate you from, every other regular barber because sure. it, that, that you, it soaks off of you. Like people can feel it, they can see it. And it always comes back from the people that you get coming into your shop. So they all like, yeah, I heard about you, the way you, your haircuts look or you're a great person or the way you dress, like all that stuff matters. So. And, and, it, and it takes some time. You can't lift weights today and gain a muscle tomorrow. And a lot of people think that you lift weights today, you gain a muscle tomorrow. No, it takes some time. You got to be consistent. You got to grind this thing out to be where you want to be, to be a master barber, to be a top of the game, top shelf. Uh, anything is going to take some time because you're building trust into yourself. Your community is building trust into yourself. Your clients is building trust into you that you're going to be consistent. One of the worst things consumers hate when they spend in their money is people who are inconsistent. Hmm. You told me not long ago, uh, we were at a school function together, uh, and we were getting, you know, we were there talking to kids and, and it was, uh, I'm, man, that was one of the game changers for me, just going there and, uh, and talking to all those kids with you. Um, we went there, we were inspiring kids and you could really see the excitement on the kids' faces. Uh, and then we even had the teachers come back to us after it was over and say, yeah, the, the kids visited 20 different stations, but they enjoyed your alls the most. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that felt great to know that, you know, we were inspiring. And you looked at me and you said, you said, barbering is not just getting a haircut. Barbering is an experience. He said, and this is what you told me. You said, you should be out. Uh, you live in eastern Kentucky in front of lakes and mountains and things. You said, you should be out cutting hair in front of these lakes and going in front of these mountains. And the very day that you said that to me, I was thinking about that on my way home and I was driving on the road and I see this overlook. Uh, it's an overlook station in Virginia. Um, I think it's in like wise or something like that. Maybe y'all have heard of that or seen that. It's right on yeah, the side of the road. It's, it's, it's beautiful up in East Tennessee, yeah. Southwest Virginia. Oh, this yeah. area, it's beautiful, man. So I'm driving home and I see that overlook and I pull over and I, I go out to the edge of that overlook and I set up all my barber supplies and I'm like, okay, people are really going to think I've lost my mind now. <laughs> and I just, I just, I was just like, send me somebody, send me somebody that would want a haircut a random haircut in the middle of the day, you know, at an overlook outside. And sure enough, man, within 10 minutes, this guy, he's a tattoo artist. He comes walking up with his wife and I look at him and I say, man, so I'm in barber college at Crown Cuts Academy. I'm wanting to show people, you know, that getting a haircut is not just a haircut, you know, it, it can be an experience. So is there any way that you would want a haircut today in front of this beautiful overlook? And he goes, man, I'm a, I'm a uh, tattoo artist. I love this kind of stuff. Let's do it. He said, can you fade? Uh, he said, can you fade? I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm learning to fade. I can absolutely, you know, we can, we can fade you up. And, uh, and he said, let's do it right now. So he takes his hat off. He, he looks at his wife and he says, record this. So she's recording for us. And within 10 minutes of me setting my stuff up, man, I had a haircut and the guy even pays me. I told him, I was like, no, no, you're doing me a favor. You're right, doing me right. a favor. I let me so. do this. And he, he goes, he goes, no, no, no. If we're going to do this, I'm paying you for this cut. The, so he pays me. The relationships, man, it's, it's, um, it's, in, it's, and just, it's, it's two, it's two industries that are kind of the kind of like kind of, uh, as far as creativity and 
and the passion for you have you got tattoo artists who are passionate about what they do. It's kind of the tattooing and haircutting. Hair barbers are really I, they clash together a lot. I feel like that's just my opinion, but I think so. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. But let, let, now let's talk about this commitment though, um, Elijah, because you drive this. Well, before we talk about that, that that juicy part. After you told your wife and your son that you want to go and barbering. How long after did you did you did you look into a school and you said I want this is where I want to go? That was on that was on Wednesday, and I started making phone calls on okay. Wednesday evening. Wednesday. That day, my wife's sitting here beside him. If you look at, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> how, you, how you doing, wife? <laughs> she she looked at me and she and and she goes, well, if you're going to do this, then you've got to get on it. Uh, and uh, so literally leave my job, drive straight home from Louisville, Kentucky, which is a three and a half hour drive. I'm on the phone that evening, uh, looking up Lexington, Kentucky Barber School, Louisville, Kentucky Barber School, because uh, there's nothing close by. I, I look at um, Johnson City, Bristol, all of these areas, and I start making phone calls, and that's when I got in touch with Dana. Uh, Dana Dana's, Dana's, Dana's wonderful. Dana's dope. Yeah, she is. And, and you know what? She she wasn't available to take my call at that moment, but I left her a message and she even, it was actually, she had left for the day. She, I think she was maybe even at home and she still took the time to text me from her home uh, and stuff and letting me know some information. Um, but uh, so yeah, back to your question. It was that evening that I got on the phone and one of the biggest struggles that I started worrying about was when I went online and I started researching because I didn't know how much it was going to cost for barber college. I didn't know anything. I just knew I wanted to be a barber. So I get online and I start realizing, oh man, barber college is uh, very, very expensive. It's an investment. Uh, it's an investment. Uh, but I didn't realize how much it was though. Mm -hmm. So when I start seeing numbers, I'm just going to throw out some numbers that that I start seeing from different barber colleges. When I start seeing numbers like 17 grand, 15 grand, 13 grand, 14 grand, I start seeing those numbers. I'm like, oh man, I might be in some trouble here. Uh, you know, just because, you know, even though I was making good money, I, I don't care to say this, you know, I blew a lot of it. Uh, right. you know, I, I, I like one of my biggest weaknesses was cars, uh, and, <laughs> and souping up my vehicle and stuff. I had a nice, nice car and stuff that I was always working on and putting money into and stuff. So I didn't have that huge reserve of, you know, say 15 grand, 17 grand or whatever in the bank to, uh, to pay for that. And then, so I started looking at, well, how can I do this? How can I make this work? And here's the truth. I did not even know, I did not even know that financial aid uh, was a possibility or a thing to be a barber. Didn't wow. even have a clue about that. Yep. Didn't even have a clue. And here was one of my struggles. Whenever I started looking into barber college, not, not many barber colleges in this area. And when I say this area, there's nothing close to me, but even two hours away, hardly nobody takes financial aid. Right. Um, so I'm it's serious. difficult that time for students to go to school without financial aid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It definitely is because, you know, even Lexington, which was a two hour drive from here, uh, no barber college in Lexington takes financial aid and they are at that 15 to 17 grand mark. Um, so that's when I, I did find uh, Bristol uh, Crown Cuts Academy. Um, so talk about your commute. Your commute is how, how long is your commute, commute every day? Yeah. So my commute every day, when I leave the house, it's a two hour and 15 minute drive to Crown Cuts, Bristol, and then two hours and 15 minutes drive home. So I'm driving four and a half hours daily um, and an entire tank of fuel daily. Uh, and that's five days a week. And that's a commitment people don't realize. And oh, man. I, I, and I'll share a story with you, and I, I probably said it to you before. When I was getting my instructor license in 2014, I kind of had a similar situation. I called Knoxville, which is an hour away. They said they don't have the instructor program because 
my goal in opening the barber school was you have to be an instructor opening the school. I called Knoxville. They didn't, I called Chattanooga. They didn't have no program. So here I call Nashville, which is a four-hour drive from Johnson City. And it's like, yeah, come down. We got two barber colleges, and we do off the barber um the, the program for instructors to get your license. It's a six. It's about a six-month, five-month program. Um, yes. You do things right, we'll get you in. And I'm like, <clears throat> and I was sitting there like, man, this is a big thing. This is going to be, how am I going to do this? And like, this is going to be a major sacrifice. And I'm cutting head, telling some of my friends while I'm cutting their head, I got to make this move. It's going to be a sacrifice. One of my friends stopped me and looked at me and said, hey, Craig, that's not a sacrifice. That's an investment. <laughs> you investing in yourself. You investing in your future. Is this something that you love to do? You, This is going to work out. And then that just changed my attitude the whole time. That four-hour drive to um, Nashville, even though I was doing it once a week, four hours to, on Mondays, I'd drive down on Mondays and go to school all week. And on Saturdays, I'd drive back to Johnson City, which is another four hours, and then work one day a week. But at times, if you really want it, man, you you, you got to try, try, and try. And you succeed at last. You know what I mean? So it's it's an investment at times that, and would I take that investment again? Of course, 10 out of 10 times. Because seeing where I am today, knowing the things that I've been doing, um, it's it's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? And I said say this to you, Elijah. I mean, everything that you sow right now, you're going to reap. Yeah. Everything you sow, you're going to reap. So, and, and, and it, is a, it is a commitment, it is an investment, but the things that you're doing... It's, it, you're gonna you're gonna reap what you you're gonna reap what you sow, and if you're a Christian person like myself, believe mm-hmm. God, hey, it, it says that. I mean, and and we see we we till the garden and we hope to get fruits and vegetables. Um, yeah. That's part of it. You're transitioning and, and just um your commitment and driving to um East Tennessee. What is that drive like, by the way? Well, uh, you you. It's kind of one of those things uh, you probably shouldn't be doing this, but I will say this uh, with, with that much driving, you get kind of bored. So right. the phone, the phone ends up in the window on a phone stand. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of YouTube going on. <laughs> a, no, lot no. Of, a lot of barbering YouTube. That's not, I wouldn't say it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, don't, to, yeah, we don't advise, we don't advise it, but you know, yeah. that's, listen to a podcast. Yeah. Listen to a podcast. Listen to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I do not advise watching YouTube, learning how to cut hair while driving. No, no, we don't condone that. No, we're not no. saying that at all. But one of the no. good things is though, it helps you. For me, when I was driving those four hours, right, it was helping me think, mm-hmm. and it was just giving me some mental clarity and just helping me think, think things through. And because I'm a, I'm a thinker, and, and, and my mind goes 100 miles a minute with ideas, and I can come up with an idea just from talking to someone who's going through a hard time. And to tell yeah. me a situation, I'll come up with something for them to do to help them get out, get out of that rut. But so yeah. for me, that four hours was like one of the best things for me because it was just my time to be by myself and think because people underestimate the time to be by yourself because in a daily yeah. life, we don't get that. Yeah, you know what I mean, and those things are important at times because it helps with your mental health. It helps yeah. with some just some thought thoughtful things that you can go through and keeps you on track of things that you have to do. But you got to make sure those thoughts stay positive, though, because yes. you know, because uh, it's very easily when you're by yourself driving that far. Yes, you're kind of like, oh man, did I have have I have I got myself in a mess here? Did I did I do the right thing? You know, okay. so you got to keep positive. Yeah, of course. Those those there's, there's gonna be that that subconscious mind coming in. You know what I mean? Because that two fifteen that's a that's a long drive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How that's a long drive. But understand that in in life, when your heart is leading you in a direction, when your heart is leading you in a direction, which when your heart is taking you to a point of happiness, there's no greater satisfaction after you get there and you see all your hard work because yeah. it builds character and it shows that adversity that you went through of investing in yourself. 
So you can yeah. really say it was worth it. Well, I will say it. this, though. This is the only thing that I've done that uh, I've, I've always chased money. I've always just been, just been, uh, you know, I got to get to the next level of making money. I got to, I got to make, got to make this much money. Even whenever I was looking at contracts when I was a traveler, well, I made, you know, uh, I won't, uh, let's see. <laughs> I'll say this, um, you Make know, if I was money. making, if I was making 2,500 a week, if I was making three grand a week, uh, at the last contract, I wanted to be making 3,500 a week at the next contract. Right. So this is the only thing that I have done where, you know, I've, I've made decent money and I've made great money in the past, but this is the thing that I want to do, not chasing money just because I want, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's and i worried at first you know i was like oh man you know am i gonna make good enough money to you know to provide cutting hair but i that's where i have learned that it's not just cutting hair um and and truthfully you know before i went to barber college would i have ever dreamed that i'd be learning to color hair what I've ever dreamed that I would be learning to um, style long hair. What, you know, I did have the mentality of I'm going in there to, to cut, cut these, cut these old guys and, and get them, get them out the door. You know, just do, just, I don't know. Just do, just do a fade. Just do high and yeah. tight. No, man, the yeah. industry is, is so much more than that. And, and that's, and that's where you start evolution of just start making good money for yourself. When you don't yeah. just label yourself as just a cutter. And and yeah. a lot of and that's a good point you just brought up because a lot of students come to school and they don't want to cut long hair, they don't want to color hair, and then they realize when they leave and get out that they made a mistake because people are coming to you because they think that you, they they know that you are a hairstylist, and yeah. they want a certain type of service from you. When you tell them that you can't, you feel a certain way, and you 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 resort back to that time you was in the classroom when the instructor was like hey, this is the opportunity to do your practicals. And you was running from them, hiding from them. But now when that challenge meets you, you you, you kind of kick yourself in the butt. Be like, oh man, why I didn't do this? I had the opportunity to do this. And then you want to come back and get it. Yeah. Get it all at once while you're there. That's yeah. important. The more, you, the more you learn, the more you earn. Yeah. And be, that's and it. Be, Good job. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, then, and then you become a well-rounded hairstylist. Where there's no challenges that coming at you that you can't handle, because so obviously you gotta go ahead. Not, so so the thing, and we see it all the time in school. There are lots of people who just hide from that, but we have people like yourself now who understand. Hey, I want to be well rounded. Yeah, I visited I visit my barber shop, uh, and 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 when I say mine, I mean the shop I'm going to be working at. Um, mm-hmm. I do have, I'm very fortunate in that aspect too. I do have a shop I'm going to be working at that's already in the plans and all that whenever I get out of school. So I'm at this shop on my day off from Barber College. Uh, and because uh, I go there pretty often on my days off just to try to learn, just to try to, try to be in the environment. So I'm there and this young kid comes in with his, his mom. And, and this is, again, this is the shop I'm going to be working at. Uh, <laughs> And he comes in and he says, can, can I get a perm? I want my hair cut on short on the sides, but I want a perm on top. Oh, and uh, the barber, the, the guys in the shop, there's four of them. All of them had to look at him and be like, ah, we don't have the, we don't have the stuff here to do that. <laughs> oh, we, can't we don't do have it. the stuff here to do that. <laughs> and, and I just, I just, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, uh, I do perms almost every day at Crown Cuts in Bristol shoot i'm gonna make sure you know that's that's what turned a light on to me i'm gonna make sure that i do have that supplies there to be able to offer that service so yeah i'm yeah that's gonna set apart yeah yeah you can't think about Uh, how many barbers are in that situation though and what they do to cover up and say ah i don't have to i don't have the supplies for that yeah a lot of them just can't do the service a lot of them wow. just can't do the service. I mean, and, and I would say probably more 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 than 50% of barbers can't do a lot of services besides a fade. 
Yeah. Which is kind of sad because the opportunity there is there for you to learn while you're in school. But most barbers just want to work on their strengths, which is just doing the fade and doing the lineup. That's what they see. But you want to be able to do a perm. You want to be able to do color. You want to be able to do the whole gambit because that's what's going to set you apart. The more you learn, the more you earn, hands down. You can't, it's undefeated. Yeah, and I will say this. I, at first, I was aggravated. I don't care to tell tell anybody, even the owner of Crown Cuts. Right. <laughs> uh, my, first, my first month at Crown Cuts, you can ask my wife, I would come home and I was like, I've went to the wrong school. I've messed <laughs> up. I've messed up. I'm not going, I'm not going to school every day to learn how to cut hair. The only thing I've been doing is uh, taking <laughs> these rollers and learning on base, off base, oh, base. half mm -hmm. off base. And, and I've been learning how to, to roll hair and do piggyback, <laughs> piggyback perms and, right. and all this, that. And I'm just like, man, have I messed up going to the school where, where all I'm learning how to do is put rollers in? Uh, that's everybody's first impression of it when they first come in. Yeah, most, most of them, yeah. I was the same way a little bit. I was like, dang, bro, when are we going to get the cut? And that's being transparent. That's what yeah. this podcast is about, to let people know that, hey, your first initial thoughts sometimes, we have to get you right. We want you to be well-rounded because we understand from experience that the fade is going to come. The heck is going to come. But if you don't do the tough things early, you get comfortable with the fade and you don't want to do nothing else. So when a little kid come in the shop, say he wants a perm, you got to turn him away. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, now a little kid comes in the shop and I don't have to spend 30 minutes trying to figure out how to section his hair because, you know, I know this sounds crazy too, but one of the, one of the things that I struggled with my first couple of weeks was parting the hair, sectioning the hair. And I was thing. just like, yeah, I'm cause, cause I would part those lines and then I would have my instructors come over to me and they'd be like, no, you're going to do that again. No, no, no do that again. Yeah, that was, the, I was really the, that was actually one of the hardest things for me to do. Cause uh, it's because Miss Dale, the one of the instructors that used to be there, but, Miss Dale is a yeah. great teacher. Um, she she used to be really strict on me when it came to parting the hair because I couldn't really get it right. It'd always be slanted or I wouldn't saturate the hair wet enough to where I could get a part because she'll come over there and do it perfect the first time. And I'm like, how do you do that? I just don't understand. Like, I'm I'm doing the same thing, but it's not as clean. And then she's just like, you just have to. It's, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it that actually makes the hair easier to part. Yeah. Because yeah. if it's half wet, half dry, it's not going to be easy to part. It has to be fully right. saturated. See, and, and now you become the hairstylist. So you're not even yeah. consider yourself a barber. No, you, you call yourself a hairstylist, but you're not turning out no services. And that's when you start yeah. making money. And then you be able yeah. to sell more product. And you be able to do this. You know what I mean? So because, yeah, it's good to have that high and tight, that quick get up 10, five minutes. But now there's kids who are, who ask questions. There are people who are grown up who ask the questions, who's watching TV, who's watching YouTube, watching these stars, and like, how do I get my hair like his? Yeah. It's faded on the side and, and the mullet is curly. How do I get that? Yeah. I want that. I want that nice mullet that's curly in the back and faded on the side. What a part. <laughs> and now uh, you only, oh, well, I'm only a barber. I can only, I can't, I can only fade it. Yeah. I used to be that. I used to be that barber. Yeah, uh, and, and the crazy thing is, is all four of those barbers, and again, those are going to be my coworkers, and that's not me putting them down in case no, they no. were to hear this. Uh, you know, they, they, had to, they had to look at them and be like, um, you know, there's this, uh, there's this shop right down the street, which is a cosmetology shop, you know, mm -hmm. that, that could probably get that for you today. And, and again, guys, if y'all are listening to this, it's not that, you know, it's not that y'all do anything wrong. It's just, you know, I want to make sure that I have those, those products in house. So that way I can offer that perm uh, and stuff. And, and that's just good business. You know what I mean? That's, that's nothing against anybody or anything like that. That's just, you know, that's just wanting to, to be able to provide, you know, as much service as I can. But, but, but like you said, and those guys understand, you're not shooting them down. Because a lot of yeah. times, like even in school, you will get some students who their insecurities will be, they don't want to do perms. So because they don't want to do perms and do other services, they will be negative and try to get another students to fall into that trap 
and say, why are you doing perms? I hate doing this. And yeah. not understanding that, hey, you're holding yourself back. You are delaying your progress. You are delaying your gratification of being a master barber. <laughs> you are delaying uh, the process. Yeah. One of, <laughs> one of the biggest tips that I've gotten so far uh, at Crown Cuts, because, you know, clients do give us tips uh, after after we provide them a service sometimes. One of the biggest tips that I've gotten so far was not from a haircut. It was from a perm. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so imagine yeah. you come in. And, and and another thing I want to talk about, too, that I, I was thinking about this. Um, and I'll talk. We're going to talk about this. And as we wrap up, I know you, I know we said 30 minutes. We're going to wrap up. Um, Elijah. What'd you, what'd you pick up from this podcast today? What'd you get from the podcast? What'd you learn from it? Even though it was about- What did I, what did I learn? I learned, you know, just like I had never met Jordan before. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm talking to, uh, I guess you could say, you know, fellow brothers. Uh, yes. I feel like, I feel here, this is what I feel like that I've learned today. That barbering um, is, you're not just by yourself. You know, you, you kind of have a network. There's a community out there. Yeah, they, that's what that's what I feel. That's what I've learned today. You know that there's a there's a network for barbering, and uh, you know you're not just you're not just on your own. Yeah, we got a strong community. We got a strong community out there, which is big. What, what about you, Jay? What you what you get about from the podcast today? Uh, I know that Elijah is a a, a dope dude. Is to come from <laughs> a, a freaking dang near doctor to being a barber. That's amazing. Um, I hope I hope you keep doing and striving to be great, bro. I I feel like you're going to be great for sure, hundred um, percent. I mean, yeah, I just I appreciate not, that. I'm, I'm gonna have to come do a class, and I'll, I'll I'd like to meet you in person for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I mean, I, I think it's major because what this podcast is going to do is going to really open the eyes for a lot of people out there who are thinking about trying to change their careers, not just to to barbering, but to something to follow their heart because there are a lot of people out there who are just kind of stuck and not understand that, hey, your happiness is going to be your happiness. Your happiness yeah. is your happiness. It's your journey. And if your journey is not, is paved by someone else, you might fall into a pothole because you don't know what kind of road you're going down that they pay for you. But if you pave that road, your happiness is going to reside in you because you know exactly every nook and crannies of that road that you paved and you're going to be happy with it but if you let someone else pave your road it's going to put you in a direction put you in a position that again you might run into a pothole and who wants to go into a pothole that damages your car <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so again this was major man and 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 talk about your 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 full name where you at in pikeville kentucky and where you're going to be cutting that elijah yeah so full name is elijah rogers uh, I'm going to be cutting at American Vintage Barbershop, uh, and that's in Cole Run. It's probably the busiest barbershop that I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I've never been to a barbershop ever, ever uh, in my life, even in Bristol that I've been able to visit. I've never seen a busier barbershop than this. Mm. Uh, I'm talking from the time that they open the doors at 8 a.m., there's three people waiting outside. When they have to lock the door because there's still people coming, at 7 p.m., it's the busiest shop I've ever seen. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, What's the name of it again? American Vintage Barbershop. Shout out to American Vintage. I'm, we're going to come out there and check you out. We're going to visit one day. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 I'm going to be cutting there and right here in Pikeville, Kentucky, in eastern Kentucky. Um, so good things are good things are on the way for uh, for eastern Kentucky for for uh barbering and and hair care and and yes sir you're you gonna turn the light on up there actually we have we have four barbers who drive from kentucky we have four of them who drive so shout out to those guys um the need they, there's a need for barber school in eastern kentucky i mean we got four guys driving two two hours two and a half hours two hours and 15 minutes every day to go to school and i appreciate you guys coming through on the sky's the limits um jordan what's your lasting words Man, keep keep grinding. Uh, always keep that positive mindset. That's very important as far as being in school. Um, I think that really is 
what's going to make or break you as far as being a great barber. Um, that positive mindset. Don't 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 break that positive mindset. Always think that you're going to get better. Keep improving, and you'll you'll get definitely where you want to be at. And if there's someone listening out there, we we have a ton of people who we have a ton of listeners. What are some advice you can give some of our listeners out there, Elijah? Coming from where you came from and what you what you've been through, what you're going through, and what you envision. Your background doesn't define you. Uh, your 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 background doesn't define you. Your culture that you grew up in doesn't define you. You make your own culture. You make your own uh, future and. Um, just like me, I'm the son of a coal miner. I didn't go into the coal mines. Uh, I then, you know, I chose the the route that everybody recommended to me, you know, go, go into the medical field. That still doesn't define me. Yeah. It taught me discipline. It taught me structure. It taught me, uh, to pay attention to detail, but I feel like all of those things are going to be, you know, going to make me a better stylist, a better barber. So, uh, that's, what I would give advice to, to anyone is, you know, your past doesn't define your future. Follow your dreams. That's it. Follow your dreams. Follow your heart. And again, when when you have this path, when you find your passion and you have that burn, burning desire inside of you, you're on your yep. way. You know, you're on track. And that's what it's about. Barbara College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Cronkers Academy in Johnson City, Tennessee. Cronkers Academy, Bristol, Virginia, accredited program where we take financial aid, FASPA, we on track with that. Um, also, we work with Eastman Credit Union, which is a great program. They do our financial aid for other schools. And also now we have Proficient Nail Academy, downtown Johnson City. Spreading love the JC way, that's what they say. But no, we we taking it back. We, we rewind that. Spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. And that's how we do things. Again, if you're looking for a a change of a career. We offer cosmetology, aesthetics, barbering, and manicuring program. If you're looking to change your career, hit us up. We enroll students first Tuesday of every month. We have an enrollment class coming in for December, this today. Um, coming into the new year, 2024, we hope to have another great year. And again, it's a process. You can't lift weights today and gain a muscle tomorrow. Take your time. Everything happens in time. It's a reason and it's a season for things to happen. So be patient and just trust the process. Again, peace.